0: Welcome to Hope Is Here, bringing hope to those struggling with life's difficult situations. Welcome to Hope Is Here, my name is Greg Horn, and we are doing a series this week called Living living uh, people right now sometimes people are just trying to survive and life's been really really hard over the past couple years and mm-hmm. I've been in ministry now 20 years and uh, just never seen so many people going through challenging seasons but the good news is that there is hope because of Jesus and helping me uh, this week talk about how you can live and live that abundant life that Jesus talked about in John ten ten mm-hmm. is Amanda Carter uh, she is a worship leader uh, at Southland Christian and at uh, Lex City. Church also has been on the teaching team there at both places. Just a really gifted communicator. And we mm-hmm. kicked off this week, yesterday, talking about living through grief. Mm-hmm. And she shared about uh, losing her precious sister, Lauren unexpectedly three weeks after her wedding at the age of 27, and just shared just uh, how her and her parents and uh, her children went through that. If you missed yesterday's program, really want to encourage you to go to our website, today. That's Hope It's Here Dr. today and listen to that fourteen minute program. I think it'll bring a lot of comfort to you if you've lost a family member unexpectedly, like Amanda and her family did, her precious sister Lauren. Mm-hmm. But obviously, Amanda, everything that, you know, I know you tried to do is uh look at what does God's word say about it? You know, where is yes. Jesus at? And um, you were sharing the scripture with me, uh that really spoke to you during this time of grief. Can you share that with us?
1: Yes. God really began to speak to me about grief and help me understand how the season could still be a productive season. Because when you're grieving, you feel like everything stops. And then when the rest of the world picks up, your world still hasn't picked back up. And so sometimes you're going, I don't know how to keep moving forward, and this is one of the scriptures that God gave me. It's from Psalm 126. It says, "...those who go out weeping, carrying seed to sow, will return with songs of joy, carrying sheaves with them." And God really used this passage to say there are seeds that can be sown in grief. You can go out weeping, carrying seeds to sow." and come back with a harvest and you'll Mm -hmm. be singing songs of joy joy does come in the morning it takes a different amount of time for different people but it will return grief is not forever thank goodness it's a season Um, but you can still be fruitful in that place and as god taught me through this scripture it was actually years later i was teaching on this passage and he revealed to me have you ever thought about the fact that those who go out weeping are watering the seed with their tears Mm. so i'm even using your tears to water the seeds that you plant in that place if you'll trust me if you'll still put seed in the ground in this painful place there's still a harvest to be had and that is so encouraging because when we're hurting so badly we want to know that it has a purpose we really need to know that otherwise it just feels even more ridiculous and um uncertain than it already does
0: well you talk about crying and of course you know yes. men we don't like to do that but <laughs> i've realized that sometimes occasionally when, you know i'm just grieving over something yes like the loss of a loved one a marriage a job yes uh, just extreme emotional yes. you know, fatigue sometimes the best thing you can do is just have a good cry isn't it
1: that's true I'm not a great public crier I decided as a teenager at camp that I would not cry in front of people because I saw so many people crying for attention so I sort of made a decision so I'm not a great public crier but yes there's something about it and just uh, the release of it mm-hmm. of all the things inside you know we really are very finite And limited, and our bodies can't hold sometimes all of the feelings that we have. And so God has given us good ways to get them out, and tears is one of those.
0: Uh, Maybe for somebody listening, the best thing you can do, Uh, you you can be a private crier like Amanda, (laughs) or you can be a public crier like me, but that's okay. And I love the verse you talked about. uh, I remember Wayne Smith saying it many years ago, and I was far from God in college, unfortunately, but I still showed up at Southland on Sunday mornings. And I remember him saying that verse, weeping endures for a night, but joy comes in the morning. So for those listening that are going through grief, there will be joy
1: again, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And even the joy that my sister is in heaven even the joy that God restores things that that's what he does really really well he gets back what has been taken or lost and that we know as believers that he's coming to make everything right so everything wrong or that has gone wrong or not gone the way we hoped that he'll redeem all of it and we'll spend eternity celebrating a non-broken world and that's really encouraging And that's who he is, and he doesn't change. So he's still in the business of making things as they should be. Amen. Yeah.
0: Well, one thing you shared with me when we met, you said, you know, sometimes you have to walk like a turtle through grief. That's true. Even though it's slow, you're still moving forward, right?
1: That's right. So there's, depends on what you read, but there's stages of grief, you know, and you kind of bounce around between them. But I remember someone giving me advice, the goal is to not get stuck. You just don't want to get stuck in one of those stages. So you can move all around. You can move really, really, really slowly. You just need to be moving forward. And that sometimes takes a lot of faith. Sometimes it takes just a lot of guts, to be honest, and just a lot of willpower. You're just deciding. There were a lot of days, especially in grieving my sister and in grieving the loss of my marriage, where I was just deciding to walk it out that day and to try to find joy and Mm -hmm. also to feel what I needed to, but that I just needed to keep putting one foot in front of another and eventually it would get better.
0: Yeah, that's a great point, and yeah, I think sometimes people think when they're hurting so bad they don't want to go to church because they're afraid people see them, yeah. and yet you know the church is a safe place to do that. And I can remember when I was going through my divorce, sitting coming in, sitting in the back row at Southland, and just crying through the worship that's sets true. because I'm a public crier, unlike <laughs> you. And yet, you know, it was just healing, man, and yes. just singing those songs, and the worship became even more real. It's true. Did you find that through your season grieving? I-,
1: I did, and as a worship leader. Obviously, you know, singing songs is a part of, of worship, but it was important to me as well to continue to worship in grief. Um, I didn't always feel like it, but I knew that even though my circumstances had changed very dramatically, that God had not changed. And it was important from my own heart, but it, I also felt it was important to represent to the church that God is still worthy, and I still found Him worthy even though I was in such a painful place. And that just became an anthem for me and a healing thing for my heart. When you're singing about how much God loves you, how powerful He is, what He's done, what He's going to do, it does just breathe hope into your heart. There's, you can't help it. And so I, I, that was important to me as a worship leader, that I didn't want to sit out. It was offered to me, and I felt no I need people to see me worship mm-hmm. in grief because He's still the same and He's still worthy, even though my life has totally changed.
0: Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Another thing we talked about, and I so relate to this, I know people listening will too, you shared, you know, there's a hole in your heart, yeah. but it's okay and you will learn to live with it. Sure about that.
1: Yeah. I was preparing. Um, a talk for a video for grief around the holidays. And Mm -hmm. I was looking up different things and I found this. I did not come up with this. I don't know who found it, but thank you, whoever you are. (laughs) And uh, they were talking about, my mom had said this over and over, that the loss of a child just leaves a hole in your heart. And I think the loss of anyone or or anything can leave a space. There's a gap. Something wasn't what it was supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And so this person just said, A lot of times people will say, well, eventually like the hole will get filled in, the hole will get filled in. But this person said, it doesn't have to. It's a a space that that person held in your heart that no one else can hold. And so the goal is that the hole will stay, but your goal is to learn to walk around it and not fall in it Mm. and to just be okay with it. And that was hugely encouraging for my mom. I remember calling her and sharing that as soon as I found it and she was just so encouraged by that because there was something that didn't feel right about telling her the hole needed to be filled. It's like, how can it be? You can't replace a child, it's not possible. Um, So it was so encouraging that the goal is just keep the hole, but just don't fall in it. And I think that goes along with the just keep moving. Just keep moving and don't fall in the hole and don't get stuck. You know, and that doesn't sound very glamorous, but that's kind of the way of grief. Yeah. Just keep moving, and eventually it will get better.
0: Yeah, I had uh, a friend of mine say to me, you know, just keep showing up. It's so true. Keep showing up, and that move forward. Somebody listening today, because the thing is, if you're not careful, the enemy will let that grief, and, you know, six months, a year, and you look up, and five years are gone, and. You know, I mean, you've seen that in people that...
1: Totally. And when you said that about just keep showing up, I remember if you had asked me before I grieved, what will you do when something really bad happens? I would have said, I will probably sleep with my Bible open on my chest. Like I will just cling to the Word of God. The problem is when you're really in severe grief, it's hard to focus. And so I couldn't read a thing. I, I couldn't read the Bible. I couldn't read a devotion. My mind was so swimmy That's the only word I know to tell you in grief. And I had friends who printed Bible verses, and I would just put them by light switches or by my kitchen sink because I just couldn't read at length. But I remember I would still get up and get my coffee and sit in the chair where I would have my quiet time and literally just got to a place with the Lord where I was like, I showed up today. I can't read, but I'm just going to sit here with you. And it was such a good thing for me to learn that spending time with him was not about what I did or checked off or how many devotions I read or verses, mm-hmm. that the whole goal of that time was just to sit with him. And he showed up for me because I just kept showing up. And there's that's a powerful truth, yeah. to just show up. And he freed me from a lot of checklists at that point. So I do read my Bible, <laughs> and I do pray in quiet time, but I'm also much better sometimes sometimes Just saying, here I am, just glad to be with you and think about you for a little while. So. Yeah,
0: for us type A's, man, that's hard to do. It's better, hard. It you know? doesn't feel right. You're like,
1: surely there's something I should be doing. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And God's like, it's a relationship. We can just be sometimes.
0: Yeah, we can just hang. <laughs> we yeah, can. not We yeah. can just hang. And, you know, there's that verse in Psalm that talks about, you know, that God hears our groans. Absolutely. And sometimes when you're really grieving, I mean, that's what it is, isn't
1: it? It's. It is. And he gives us the Holy Spirit that expresses groans that we can't. He Mm. gives us Jesus at the right hand of the Father who intercedes for us. Um, He gives us words we don't have. He gives us scriptures we can pray. Um, He really is deeply acquainted with emotions and with where we are and deeply acquainted with each of us. Mm. And so he is able to meet you in very personal ways in grief. And a lot of times um, we're more attentive to that because we're more attentive. Everything is a feeling. I remember saying grief is like emotions on steroids. That's what I felt like. Like if something kind of frustrated me before grief, it made me raging mad in grief. You know, if something was a little stressful before grief, it was all the stressful, you know, during grief. And so... I don't I don't know if that's the way it was for everybody, but Oh no, I'm that's over here like a bobblehead going, Yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. <laughs> Megan, was, our producers in the background going, Yep, yeah, yep yeah. It was emotions on steroids and there you have to give yourself grace. That's another word I feel like mm. we should say connected to grief mm. is just give yourself the grace that yes. God offers you. It is okay to be where you are. It is not okay to sin. It is not okay to hurt others. But it is okay to be where you are and to ask God to meet you right there and to not try to get it all together or straighten the room or straighten your heart or straighten your thoughts. Just bring him. Just show up. Tell him where you are, and he will meet you in such a real way, and you'll love him more. We don't mm. want somebody we have to clean up for. We want somebody who just takes us right where we are. Mm.
0: Amen. Amen. Wow. Such good stuff. Uh, we've been talking about living through grief with Amanda Carter and uh, we're going to continue this living series that we started on Monday. If you've missed, uh, the program on Monday, really want to encourage you to go to our website. Hope is here. Today. We started talking about living through grief. Uh, Amanda knows of grief. Uh, Loss of the marriage, loss of her precious sister, Lauren, the age of 27, unexpectedly. So, uh, man, she speaks from living uh, through grief. I know you'll be really blessed. So, But the good news is we're going to continue talking with Amanda. We're going to be talking about living in the middle, living in worship, and living in victory. So join us again tomorrow with Amanda Carter on Hope. Is here. Thank you for listening to Hope is Here podcast. To listen to one of our previous programs or to make a tax-deductible donation, please go to our website, hopeishere.today. That's hopeishere.today.